guys to Star Chaser Central, where we don't have a blogspot.com, but we are going to look at all things Charles Hampson music, moments, and everything in between. I'm Sick Braxton. My name is Mike D. Jackson, and this is your weekly reminder that I am a sexy-ass man, and there is nothing you can do about it. That is what I've heard. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. Uh, I had to try something different, you know what I mean? I'm good. Can't complain. Uh, feeling good. How about yourself, man? Yeah, man, I can't complain. Same here. Yeah, it's been actually a regular week and weekend, actually. Nothing crazy, just just regular. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes regular is what's best, you know? I prefer it, actually. But yeah, we're here for another uh, episode, and this week we are talking death of the mixtape rapper. Yes, sir. Very interesting, and I'll say controversial name for a tape. Especially, uh, this tape came out in 2008. When you think about it, Wayne was still doing his thing on mixtapes and with the Carter Three. Kind of wild thing to say for for this being Charles Hamilton's third project coming out, where he's like still doing Interscope, no one really knows him, and it's like, hey, uh, this mixtape shit is over with. Just letting y'all know, it's it's done with. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is also the first tape in the the Hamiltonization process, so it's like. What a way to start. It's a uh, it, it's definitely a bold statement and and kind of very Charles-ish. So I'm not too surprised. So I have a question for you because, I mean, it, it, mixtapes started, you know, ages ago. And there's some people that say that someone like 50 Cent, like, really, like, kicked them into gear because, you know, someone like 50, mixtape, 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 yeah. mixtape. So, like, Wayne, continue that. And then that's how, like, rap became a thing. Like, mixtapes, like, that's what you did to get your buzz up. What would you say, because personally, we all know mixtapes didn't die after this tape came out, but what would you say when mixtapes actually died? Because Charles did have a point of saying, hey, this format is it's not going to last long, but it didn't just go out as soon as he put this tape out. When would you say mixtapes actually, you know, passed? passed? Uh, I guess it depends on what we said was a mixtape. Mixtape to us growing up was you were rapping over other people's beats. Right. You was other people's beats, but you were rapping and putting your own spin on whatever it was. That's that's tough. I mean, it was somewhere right around start of the 2010s, because I think early 2010s is when Cushion Orange Juice came out, Mac Miller's tapes came out. And those were all like original, right? Or mostly original, right? Yeah, I'd say mostly original. Um, I, I've heard of Cushion Orange Juice. I've heard of like, you know, some of Mac Miller's tapes and all that, but uh I wasn't like big fans listening to them because I was just like still listening to just Charles and basically Charles only. Yeah. Uh when it came to like newer artists. Definitely everything started veering towards like, hey, this is uh my beat or it's uh, a beat that my producer or engineer, whoever made. So uh, when you went to go look it up, it's like, oh, this isn't Charles on this type of beat or that type of beat, you know, well. On this tape, it is, but like right. later on, we get to like some some more original beats. I kind of have the same thought process as you, yeah. where whenever streaming started to like really kick in, because you know at a certain point it's like um, you can rap on other people's beats, but then like YouTube and demonetization and all that type of stuff started like really getting a little crazy. I know this is we're fast forwarding. It's funny because if I remember a couple years ago, I think it was Rick Ross tried to rap on the. Uh, in the club beat by 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. And uh, 50 wanted to sue him. Problem is, 50 can't sue because that's not his beat. That all that all The first album belongs to Interscope. So it's, Interscope would have to sue him. But they didn't want to sue him. They're like, yeah, just just take it down. We'd rather you just not do that. You know, we're not going to sue you. Just take it down. Yeah. But I would say, like, whenever streaming started to become really part of the game, that's when people had to realize, all right, well, I'd love to rap on other people's beats, but like I have to put it in a certain way that people understand I'm not trying to make money off of this at all. Yeah, because you know, streaming is they're quick to take anything down that does any type of copyright stuff, which is right. That's the right path with that. But I feel like you still get people who do like SoundCloud stuff where like you're not making, you know, whatever, put that there, or you have to really, really notate your stuff well to be like, this is not for commercial use, da 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 da. Now mixtapes are just like this is just an original body of work that may or may not count toward my album count or my uh, deal. So that's really what those are. It's like the the artist taking a creative approach to putting music out if they can't put it out from their label. True. Uh, I, I like that. And I think that's probably better anyway, just because, like I said, if they want to put it on streaming, they can. If they want to say, hey, it's not a, it's not the real album, 
you can say that. So, you know, you got, you got a little bit uh, more liberty with it and more uh, creativity and originality as well. So it's, and it's funny because this ties back into Charles because that's what he's about, more creativity and originality. That's that's what he wanted to preach, especially on the state. I did have a question. What do you? I was going to ask you that, actually. What do you think the role of this, the album title and kind of what Charles's aim was with this project? I have two answers. Uh, the first one I'll give you when I first heard this tape, and the second one uh, I'll kind of come back to it a little bit later. You know, when we kind of wrap everything up. Yeah. Um. So when I first heard it, like like you, you hear that death of the mixtape rapper, like okay. Um. I think when I first heard it, I thought about um not necessarily like the bigger artists like Lil Wayne and and Drake wasn't even out at this point yet. Like he wasn't like Drake Drake yet. But um, kind of like the uh, kind of like the underground rappers, the people that are the whack guys, the people that might have a deal that aren't really that uh popping off as, as we would think so, or, or as Charles would think so. Right. It's the it's the death of uh whack rappers, bad music, unoriginal music, just like hey, um, when Charles Asher, uh, Cuddy, Wale, Bob, all those type of artists started coming out. Because, you know, Nas a couple years ago said, oh, hip-hop's dead. So it's like, all right, well, if hip-hop's dead, let's give it its burial and then let's uh, resurrect it into, like, a true art form of how it's supposed to be. Let, yeah. let's, let's have people really rapping about topics that really matter. So um, that's how I felt about it at first. Like, oh, this this guy is trying to lead the charge of uh, the new era and uh, and better music, better rap music that people would say, oh, you know, I actually like rap. I, I remember when it used to be uh, singing and dancing and snapping and clapping because for a while, was it 2006, 2007? That's yeah, that was what it yeah, was. That was the we were currently in at that time. Yeah. The, the, the snap music, the dance music, which I have no problem with, but I, I get from an artist standpoint, you, you want some more substance. Uh, but I think like when I first heard it, that's this is what I was going with. That That's what he was talking about for the most part. Now, I will say one of the other ways I looked at it was I think he just wanted to he wanted to talk to certain people um, in, in the music. Uh, I think it's no, it's no coincidence that Shadow is the cover of the, uh, of the mixtape, Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> the, the only hedgehog, by the way, that carries a gun. Um, so it's like, it's, um, he's taking shots, man. He, he's, he's definitely taking shots at certain people. But not, I don't think it's just like rappers. I think it's just, like you said, people who come after creativity and or is trying to tell him what to do with his music, which we'll go over as we go over some of the skits on, on, the, on the tape or whatever. But yeah, when gotcha. I first heard it, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, this is, it's interesting. It's interesting because I think even now, but I'll get to that, but like even now, I'm like, some of the beats he chose, I was like, okay, it's kind of like a New York thing. For the most part, a lot of it. Yep. And at that time, I don't think I was that into New York hip hop per se, at least the beats wise at that time, not all of them. So this listen was always, it's always an interesting one for me. So it was cool that we got to revisit it today. Definitely. Cause for me, when I first heard it, like I've told you guys before, like the first few tapes that Charles first came out with, I didn't hear originally. And then when I did hear it a little bit after, I was pretty iffy on this tape in the beginning. I was just like, it's cool. I'm like, it's all right. And like you said, um, some of the beats that were on there that, you know, not that he made, but beats that he rapped on on other people's production. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the beats aren't necessarily bad, but I just don't think they're a great fit for him. Listening to this again, I'm like, all right, because I actually listened to this maybe like two or three times mm -hmm. uh, before we actually, you know, set up this episode. But I was like, yeah. um, I, I definitely have a, uh, a different opinion. I, I felt a certain way first listening to this. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to. I'm gonna feel about this one. It this this is one where you definitely if since we had to since we're doing this, I felt like it needed like one or two listens just to like carve out what I'm actually putting in certain categories, what I really like about it, what I really don't. So again, right. I'm glad we actually chose this one because this is gonna be this is gonna be an adventure. Yeah, because with this tape, uh, it's not like the uh, last one where it's only like ten, and it was a quick listen to. Um, this one is kind of like the uh, other projects where you got fifteen songs. Um, no, I won't say super lengthy, but you know, you, you will be sitting there for a while listening right. to the tape. So yeah. definitely gotta you know give it your uh, your whole attention. Yeah, for sure. So right off the bat, uh, probably one of the most iconic Charles Hamilton songs. Again, if we. One day we'll probably do the episode like the 10 most essential or 10 iconic Charles Hamilton songs. Windows Media Player. 
I think it's one of those ones again that if you if you're like oh name off five Charles Hamlin songs that you know I think one of those this one is one of the ones that people know uh, just because of the right. beat and how he you know that's that it's crazy it's crazy what he does with that just because it's a recognizable sound especially at that time because you know computers hadn't updated or whatever but that that noise and that those sound effects are something that you're just so familiar with um, right so media player for sure. I was always a fan of Butcher Man. Butcher Man was always fun. I uh, like the the Young Nate verse that accompanied that, and then you know I like that 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 beat is one of my favorites. Like that's one of my favorite beats on the on the tape. That's um, Ben's taking pictures, I believe. Ben's taking pictures of me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I I really like that because I I mean I, I remember liking the original and the remix that came out, and so this was always a fun beat to go to, and it was dope. I like what they did with that for sure. Charles has a very good nice. first verse on that. You know what else I really like, bro? Twitter 16. It's a quick <laughs> bars. You know what I'm saying? Nice little fun little, you know, closing hook or whatever. I just always like that. I, I remember downloading the instrumental and just playing around like with it every now and again. Never put anything serious or whatever, but just fun, just like yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, Twitter 16. But those are my three. I had two more in the end, the, and these are all in my great category. Uh, I had two okay. more in there, but I'm sure you'll say one or two of them. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, all of those are uh, really great, honestly, because um, Butcher Man, I can't complain with that. And then with Young Nate, like he always has like the um, the crazy, you know, like bang, shoot 'em up, you know, type of bar. So that he's always good for that. Uh, Twitter sixteen, it's just a fun record. I, I don't know um, whose beat it is, if Charles made it or someone else did, but it's it's just a fun beat overall. Yeah. But um, for my three, uh, I will say um, Windows Media Player. I, I, I'll put that on there. So. And basically for the same thing you said, you know, it's just, it's an iconic beat. That's the first time where I think a lot of us get to realize, okay, Charles sampled and made this beat, but not only did he sample it, he took a bunch of, you know, sounds from Windows and just put them together. That's the first time you you hear something like that. And you're like, what is this? How how, how do you even come up with that? It's, it's yeah. one of those type of deals. Um, for me, uh, another one I would say was uh, just a musician, uh, the Amelie remix that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because uh, before I heard this tape, when I first heard this, and I'm mad it's not on YouTube anymore because I heard it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was going through just like finding anyone that had a, a Millie remix because I made one. I'm like trying to compare and contrast mine to other people. I seen Charles had one. And I'm like, who is this dude? Because we had like the same amount of views at the time. I had like maybe like 12,000, he had like 15,000. I'm like, who is this guy? He's wearing pink. Mm-hmm. Um, but his version, it was uh, just the whole song. It didn't have uh, any skits or the A&R talking or anything like that. Yeah. And I can't find that anywhere. I'm not sure where it's at now. Because now when I look on YouTube, now it's just um, it's just this version from the uh, project. And then there's right. one that's like a mashup with him and Asher Roth, which is pretty nice, too, because they both had like very credible verses, you know, remixes on there. But uh, yeah. I would say just a musician just because he's doing the whole project justice just even from this song hey uh this is a really popular beat and uh this is what i'm going to do to it and this is what i'm going to show y'all like how to really rock on this beat because if y'all remember there is literally a million (laughs) versions of a millie and um a lot of them did not stand the test of time i think this one um if you hear it now even that it came out in 2008 it it's it's still good it's still good um to change up my order and not to have the same thing as you i'm going to say supersonics first freestyle okay i'm gonna choose that one the reason why i choose that one just because um classic beat sky's the limit by yep. biggie um and this is like near the end of the uh project where you know he's kind of like most of the project he's talking about you know how he's going to you know kind of clean up all the trash from rap and he was saying uh a bunch of names and you know doing a bunch of shit talking and this is kind of the point where he's like you know maybe this game isn't as what i thought it was you know i thought it was going to be of the the rags and riches and now i'm seeing there's a lot of downside to this but um it's one of those things where still i am who i am and i'm not going to change who i am because it's kind of like he him being stubborn but at the same time just saying hey i said what i said i did what i did um whatever you know what i mean I'm, I'm still gonna rock with it no matter what and uh that's the thing you gotta admire about them uh but i'd say those are my three my my top three for, for this team yeah supersonic freestyle can waver either good or great depends on the day for me like sometimes i'm like oh this is like really really good sometimes it's like oh yeah cool i'm glad this came on 
Um, right. But yeah, I like what you say there. It, it it's very it's throughout the tape he is talking about a bunch of stuff and like again the skits going through it, and it's kind of like his realization like damn this is not anywhere what I thought it would be, but like you know I'm still gonna make music. That's what I'm gonna do. You know we'll see what happens as as I go as I go through this this journey or whatever. Um, just to circle back to just a musician, there were a lot of a lot of uh, everyone had one, bro. It was crazy. Everyone, everyone even singers, one. even singers. Neo oh, had one. It was crazy. Um, uh, Will Will Smith had one. That was I. Yeah. Will nah. Will, needs, Will <laughs> needs to pay attention to other things these days. But you know what the cra- the craziest opening line to one of the uh, to one of those remixes? Oh, uh, what's that? Uh, let me see. I'll make sure I have it here. It says, um, Delaware stand up. Yeah, that's, that's one of the, it's one of the wildest opening statements in a, a Millie freestyle of all time. Who the hell is yeah, that is- Delaware stand up? <laughs> <laughs> that, yo, that's pretty wild. Uh, I wonder who the hell said that. Delaware yeah, stand yeah. up. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're from my, uh, they're from my state. You know what I mean? Shout out to them. You know, yeah, big a, ups to them. What a coincidence, right? <laughs> <laughs> so look. So the, the 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 Charles Hamilton one came on right, and I said, "You know what? No pause." And I looked up, I typed in your your name. So I, I listened yeah. to him. I was like, "Oh yeah, he's gotten way better since then." Oh, like, trust me, like, he's gotten way better since then. Trust me. So so listen, it's so funny because uh, I'm glad we're actually talking about this because uh, during this summer. I randomly went back to listen to uh, my freestyle, whatever. Now, mind you, when this uh, came out, I was 18. You know what I mean? So, obviously, like, this is, like, me first getting into the booth. That was probably, like, one of my, like, fourth or fifth songs yeah. that I made. Um, I went back and listened to it, whatever. And even me, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, and not, not the, oh, I snapped. I'm like, yeah. Mm. But, uh-huh. but here's the thing, though. Um, and, I'm, and it's a good thing that we're bringing this up because... Um, of course, people would hear this now and be like, oh, well, you've gotten a lot better. Or someone, especially back then on YouTube, um, when you put your stuff out there, it's for the world to see. So, so many comments, oh, this was good. This was fire. So many other comments, this is garbage. This is trash. Stop rapping. Um, it's one of those things where even someone like Charles that was on a label, uh, of course, people probably told him the same thing. This is garbage. This sucks. Stop rapping. Um, I think one of the biggest important things you have to ask yourself in the beginning of your career, whether you're signed or not, Oh, this is one of my first couple of tapes. Uh, should I wait until the perfect time till I get better, or should I release it now? And personally, I think you gotta just put the stuff up now because, like you said, you get better within time. Like if you just wait forever to say, "Oh, I gotta wait till it's get better, it gets better, it gets better," there, there's you're gonna be you're not gonna put out anything. You're just gonna keep sitting there saying, "Ah, well, I just put out something better." Two two months later, oh, this is better. This other stuff's garbage. It. Let the listeners decide if it's garbage or not, because you know you 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 don't get to decide that. Technically, it's it's for us to decide, and if they don't like it, then they don't like it. You know, you take the crit- the uh, critiques, you know, after that, and try to tweak it. Then, you know, yeah, that's the important part is being able to release something, take the criticism, find out what people did like, find out what they didn't like, then you just go back in the booth, test it out again, and you put something else out. And uh, yeah, like I said, you've gotten way better since then. You're not 18 anymore, so that that helps. Yeah, that does help. Uh, appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, did you have a question for us to answer? Okay. Um. Since we're on uh the conversation of uh hearing people on other people's beats and original mixtapes. Uh, a good, interesting question, because Charles, you did say he's on a lot of uh, New York beats. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charles, like, if he's not on a New York beat, he's probably on a Knife Wonder beat. He's on uh, his own production, maybe one or two other people randomly. Um, this is kind of more of a 2023 question. Um, what type of instrumentals would you like to hear CH on now? You know, because, like, since we can't really do this as much now but what would you what would you like to hear him on uh i thought about it there's two ideas i have i know he's rapped on some drake beats but i would kind of want to hear him on some current drake beats now that that drake has put out even though it's not his beats but you know some drake beats anything else i'm thinking about um maybe probably um 
Mm, maybe probably like maybe more trap stuff because it's just like that's not the type of rapper Charles is. But you know, we've heard him freestyle on almost anything. I'd probably hear maybe like on like a Drake beat or something like a, a trap beat or something like that. I know he's done a few before, but just um just something to switch up his style because uh if you're rapping on the same things, people get tired of it. The same type of flows, people get tired of it. So yeah. um I think it would just be like a uh, something refreshing and just something that uh could kind of you know make people say, oh, this is why, you know, I listen to Charles. This is what I remember, you know, him rapping on almost any and everything. Like, him never being saying, oh, uh, no, this is not, not, that's not my, that's not what I, I do. Because even on this tape, he says, uh, that's what uh, rap's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. Get in the booth, rap for six or seven minutes and, you know, have fun with it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, uh, what would you, if you if you could, you know, anything you could think of, what what would you like to hear Charles on, you know? That's tough, because again, Charles really can rap, he can rap over anything, because like he just, he has the thing where he hears stuff, and then he hears certain pockets, and then like, he just starts rapping. It may not always, because right. he doesn't always A, B, A, B rap you, or A, A, B, B rap you, he'll A, A, B, C, back to A, you know, his rhyme scheme is always so, is so clever, so it's, right. it's he, can, he can, he can really rap over anything, but it, so I think about like, what kind of beats do I like and what I gravitate to. Okay. Honestly, like Rizelda beats, bro. Okay. I would like to hear him over like something like West Side Gun would be on or like Conway would be on. Cause I feel like it'd be something it'd be different, but I feel like it would go hard. Cause like I feel like it's really hard to sound bad on those type of beats. Cause like West Side Gun True. isn't like the best rapper or whatever. But if you got the confidence yeah. to say stuff and like the 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 voice for it, oh, it, it's it's gonna sound amazing, and I, that's why I like a lot of the Griselda stuff. I feel like Charles would be really good with that. I like that answer because uh, I do know Charles. He he rocks with them. Charles does like yeah. Griselda. Like I seen sometimes on Twitter, you know, he said that you know he likes their beats and you know he likes what they're doing, you know. But um, that probably be a um, a really good fit. If he hasn't already rapped on any of those beats already, you know, and shout out to Charles, because uh, even in 2023, I know it was the last week he was posting on his YouTube. Hey, I'm in here live. I'm freestyling and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, he's still doing the freestyle. He's still doing the, you know, we might be able to hear him uh, rap on something like that, you know, sometime in the near future if he hasn't already. Yeah, I caught him. I caught one of those lives uh, last week, I think. And it was cool, man. And a lot of he either does like freestyles or he was playing some songs from like, you know, some takes that maybe people haven't heard. And um, yeah. then he, like, kind of explained, like, the story behind it. And I thought that was cool. I think that was, like, a cool little thing that he can do, like, for the fans or whatever. Because um, there are a lot of a lot of songs that, you know, I would love either, like, the lyric breakdown to or, like, the like the story behind, like, how it, was, how it came to be or, like, what kind of mind state or, like, what kind of uh, situation he was in during these type of song making. So, yeah, right. I, 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 like, I like both of that. But, yeah, Griselda probably my, my biggest choice. Or something different, something like some of these newer kids, because like a lot of these newer kids are kind of like pseudo Charles Hamilton children, like a, like like Uzi and like Yachty with like the rock stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's very something that Charles could have taken. Like you know, he has songs that like he samples all the rock stuff, and like he could take it a certain way, especially with like when he samples like Incubus and stuff. Um, yeah, so I feel like modern Uzi or modern Yachty type beats would be fun too. Cause I feel like again, funky type of like beats and funky types of sounds, he'll he would just he does well on those. Oh uh one one more I want to add. Um it'd be different now, but uh and I hate that they had beef because you know it wasn't real beef, but uh, odd future. I could see Charles definitely on like some type of odd future stuff back in the day. Yeah. Um it's just a shame they had beef because you know um like you said, Charles was like kind of a pioneer. And then like I feature with a lot of stuff they were saying and doing. Uh mm -hmm. people were like, Oh, you know, you guys remind us of Charles. And I think someone in I Future was like, No, we're not like him, da da da. And they were they were ignorant and disrespectful too, kind of how Charles used to be. Yeah. Um, and then Charles has said his own things, you know, in songs and in, in, in blogs and whatnot. But uh there's no real, real beef like they see each other than whatever. But yeah. um, I definitely could have seen, you know them working together because just uh some similarities and whatnot just being kind of the outsiders and you know them still making an impact because you see someone like tyler now where it's like his music's definitely not like how it used to be back yeah. in the day and 
and now he's um pretty uh, uh, acclaimed, you know, in his music. So just uh, I can see that that too. Yeah, no, I I think that's I think that's really dope. Uh, Charles actually put out a tweet today. He said, uh, "Not for nothing, the beats nowadays are far more fire than the songs. From trap to boom bap, MC and lyricists, you got to bring the heat with or without a pen to the mic and give the producer some love." So I agree yeah. with you. No, I do. I too. I, yeah, I, a lot of I would say eighty to eighty-five percent of songs today, people identify more with the beat than actual words. And it used to be kind of a more balance back in probably like the two thousands, maybe early, even early twenty tens. Definitely, and you know, um, we talked about it in, in one of the previous episodes where um. A lot of these beats that are coming out now, they are uh, samples. They're being flipped, but they're not being flipped like crazy. It's just literally like the same beat, and they're adding kicks and drums, and it's it's very uninspiring, very very uninspiring. Yeah. So. so yeah, no, not 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 the best stuff. <laughs> um, did you want to go over some of the less than stellar uh, joints on here? Um, yeah, um, there's at least like, uh, one or two where I'm like, eh, you know, I, I could do without. Yeah. So here, uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing for me. I have more than right. that. This, this, this tape was actually more of a balance of all three different levels. There's, it's literally five in each of my categories. Oh, five man. great, five good and five. I'm like, eh, eh, you know, so okay. Um, I'll, I'll go first then. I'll go yeah. first. That's all I have. Um, let me look at the uh, listing again. Because, uh, like I said, just it's funny because I think for me, first listening to it, I would have been like you. Like, there's a lot more songs I would have skipped. Mm -hmm. uh, now, like, there's there's less songs. Uh, uh, the one I will start off with, which is crazy. Uh, the first song, "Stay on Your Level," the okay. first song from the tape. Um, and this is from then and even now, like when I listen to it and uh, it's a uh, Pete Rock. So shout out to Pete Rock because Pete Rock always does incredible work. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with the beat. It's more of uh, Charles doesn't match the beat. I think it's just it just doesn't just doesn't match. Um, I, I'm just not feeling it back then. I wasn't really feeling it. Now I'm like, eh, this no, just he, he doesn't really say anything that's bad or anything that I'm like, oh, this sucks. It's just oh. just just not feeling it at all. And then. One of the other songs I'll probably say I'm not really feeling. And I think it just really has to do with that. Just him not, you know, meshing with the beat well. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. Um, this one I like a little bit better. Uh, it's going to be the second song, uh, Harlem. Um, okay, yeah. That song. Now, here, here's my thing. I love the flow on it. Um... I love the flow on it, but I, I think it's just the the beat's outdated because it's a uh, G and a beat, uh, Rider Part 2. And uh, I don't know who made the beat, but uh, I just, I'm not a fan of the beat. I love the lyrics. So I love I love the flow that Charles has on the song, but uh, yeah. the beat, I'm just not a fan of. So that's like one of the reasons why I'd, I'd probably skip it. You know, I'm like, ah, I'd, I'd rather just go right to just a musician, you know. But, uh, and that's a, that's a, that's a shame because, like I said, these aren't necessarily uh, beats that Charles have made. It's just, it's kind of, I guess, what Nas deals with, you know, with Nas when he he picks poor beats and people say, oh, this Nas album sucks. It's like, uh, the, the robs are good, but just if, if it's not a good beat that matches well, then yeah. yeah. So uh, I was about to say, I will quick, I was about to say down, but, um, and it's funny because that's a 50 cent beat. Uh, but I actually like, that's like kind of like his pop song that I, I think that the label was like, hey, let's hear you on a pop beat. Let's hear you on that. And I think he does uh, a lot better on that compared to, uh, Harlem and stay on your level. Well, uh, I'll just go with those two. Stay on your level and Harlem. Those are the two songs I, I could do without. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I stay on your level in like the middle category. So like, it was. It's good. It's good. I would say it's not. It wouldn't rank high among my uh, Charles Hampton intro songs. Right. I'm saying like I wouldn't be like, oh, this is like top tier. Like, and as far as like Charles Hampton intros, I wouldn't do that. But I like the record. It's, right. it's pretty cool. Um, I agree with Harlem. I just, I don't, just everything about that song, just, it, it's, the vibe just is weird to me. I get what he, I get what he's doing on it. I just, the vibe just, it's, it never matches and mesh, meshes well with like the rest of the tape for me. Okay. Um, definitely not one I go back to listen to. Um, you have down, you said you had down 
you were going to put down but did not. So I do yeah. have down here, and the reason is because, like you said, that's Charles on like a poppyish type of like sounding record and what he could do with a pop record. I've heard yeah. him do that better. You know what I'm saying? Like I've heard him do this record, but better. You know what I'm saying? So when I, I compare them, it's like I could do without down and I can get something else here and put something else here. And I'm sure when we go through a bunch of tapes, I'll revisit this exact thing and just say, this is what I what I mean when he can do that better. Um, okay, I got you. So yeah, that, that would, I would, that's what I have here. And it's a very similar situation. H- how? Ah, uh, how really? Yes, how's on there too, because, and again, I love Dave Chappelle as much as the next guy. You know I love Lupe yeah. Fiasco. I love Charles yeah. Hamilton. This should be like an easy layup, right? I just, I don't like what he did with it. Because like, to me, Hip Hop Saved My Life is a it's a very important song, first off. And I yes. know the message, the message of that song based off what Lupe did or whatever. And for somebody like Charles, who music is everything about him, is, or is his whole life, and that's one of the most important things, if not the most important thing in his life, the direction he took it was weird to me. And though though hilarious, um, by by making a song out of that out of that uh Dave Chappelle skit, like hilarious. It's just to <laughs> me, it's like, eh, not something I thought you were gonna do with that. Because then, once again, he has this exact same beat later on on um it's Charles Hamilton, and it's a way better song. You know what I'm saying? So like I get it. It's one of those things where like he's kind of penalized for a the original song and b something a second song he did with the exact same beat that's better so i have to compare those two and if i have to compare those two one is clearly better than the other in my opinion of course somebody else might be right. like i was like one of the best records ever and i can't argue with that that's that's your opinion um i wouldn't say uh how is like one of his best records but uh, like like we were saying before i think that's probably where people are going to be um a little iffy on this tape because like i said a lot of these songs he's definitely some songs he's showing like lyrical uh ability other songs he's showing it but also in a fun way just having fun with it um uh and the thing is like you said he used the uh dave Chappelle skit as like a um as like, like a hook mm-hmm. and um it's funny because you know like right when that uh it's like at the end of just a musician and then how comes in uh, the A and R is like, hey, um, we just really need you to like Lupe. We just, yeah. you gotta like Lupe. Come on, like, and it's one of those things where, like, he probably did that just being a smart ass, being like, okay, I'll of rap course. on this Lupe beat, but I'm not gonna like it. Um, yeah, and that's one of those things too, where um, you know, uh, I got I, that whole thing where people had had their issues with Lupe and Tribe Called Quest, and then Colin Charles kind of had his own thing where people thought, oh, he doesn't like Lupe, he doesn't like Lupe, and it's like. The man never even said that. Like I, I know he had a, a bar or two about it, but you know that's just kind of like the uh, the the thing that Charles had to go through. Where it's like you know he's he said a lot of things, especially on this tape, where it's like, man, uh, you don't like this person, you don't like that person, you don't like this person, you don't like 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 who do you like, man? Yeah, like bro, I gotta geez. assume you don't like nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like, dude, you're, you're like, no offense, you're 20 years old on this tape, uh, you just got signed to Interscope, and then you're talking trash about almost every single person, like, yo, what gives, man, like, you're, like, the label's like, yo, you're making, you're not making this easy for us, man, like, come on, we, we know, you know, we know you're, um, you're talented, but what, what what's going on, jeez. But yeah, those, those are my three, I have, like, two other ones on here, like, I have mixtape Vince in here, but I'm like, some days I'm like, I can, that's fine, it's not, like, terrible. And then I have forever again on here, and I don't know if I want to keep it there. For I forever kinda, again, I kind of like it, and I, but not where like again, not like it's not gonna make like my top hundred songs or like whatever. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? Um, for forever again, uh, I like it. I, it's not one of my favorites, but I I like. I think it's a cool song, and also where it's placed on the tape. I don't think you can place it anywhere else. I think right between uh where it's at, it's like it has to go there. It's kind of like it, it's because it has to go there. Um, it's funny because I do actually want to talk about uh, mixtape vents because um they uh the A and R once again talking about hey um you know instead of you doing the whole pink thing because that Charles way before his time talking about yeah my favorite color is pink and. Only other person to talk about pink was Cameron, but like I don't know how Cameron made it. Like, yeah, 
I'm wearing pink, but so what though? You know what I mean? Like, uh, but not saying Charles did it wrong, but like a lot of people felt iffy about it. You know, the A and R was like, can you change it to red? And then also, can you do like a, a Cameron beat, like a Joel's diplomat beat? And then this is the the one he picked. You know, um, so one thing I wanted to talk about with this song, uh, I'm not sure if you caught the uh, subliminal. You know, because they flipped the words backwards. Do you know uh, who he's talking about on the song that uh, he mentions? Uh, is this one at the end where he's talking to his uh, sister or Priscilla? Yep. Uh, yep. He's, talking, he's talking about uh, now known as Hitmaker. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Young Bergman, a.k.a. Hitmaker now, which is funny because um, Hitmaker, you know, he did so much in his career before his Berg mm-hmm. that he just kind of like kind of career suicide, but to the point now where he makes beats kind of like Charles, and he does some sampling in his beats too. Yeah. It's crazy because some people don't even know that. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring this up because uh, on this tape, uh, Charles mentions uh, Youngberg because basically he's like, "Oh, how did he get a deal before I did?" Yep. Uh, mentions Soldier Boy. He, he he's been dissing Soldier Boy. Uh, in one song, he does uh, give a slight diss to uh, Hurricane Chris. You know, yeah. so it's like a lot of people he's been dissing. Uh, not on this tape, but um, I know at, at some point he dissed uh, Wiz Khalifa on his own beat that was on this tape though. But um, my question is. Uh, it's a lot of beef that beef in quotations I'm putting uh, Charles has um, when you're this young in your career, is this uh, a beneficial thing? Is it a detriment? Like, how do you feel about that? Cause uh, like I said, being so young in your career, uh, these people, what Berg, uh, soldier boy, hurricane, Chris, they all have bona fide hits at this point. They, regardless of if you want to call them one hit wonders at this point or not, yeah. they have a fan base. Charles yeah. doesn't have a fan base at all. So it's like, uh, should he really be doing this? Is, is, is it really, is it really that big to do it? Or how do you feel about that? Well, um, on this tape, he has a, a bar actually on Justin Musician where he says, Rookie of the Year playing the bench on purpose because, damn it, if I start, it'll get you nervous. Um, Sir. What I'm afraid of is if this was him being on the bench, what would happen if you were starting? Because, like, you're talking <laughs> crazy about these people. Some of these people are on your label, dog. Like, that's nuts. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I try to apply it to, like, it's 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 different because like art artistry is different and like that whole world is I can't even imagine begin to imagine like the the navigations and the politics you have to do with that type of thing. But I try to apply it to like just a regular like my nine to five, right? Yeah. If I were to go in, if I went in when I first got the job and was just like, "Hey, yo, dog, that person can't do their job at all. They are terrible." And like I just did that the entire time. Would it would it help me with the higher ups? Maybe if like I'm pointing out deficiencies, but the people around me, my teammates, the the people that are on the same level as me as far as just like what we're doing, oh, yeah, they're all gonna hate me and would want everything everything that bad happens to me, I'm never gonna have a, a helping hand. So in that scenario, in that situation, based on what we know happens in Charles's future, right? Had he had done some things differently, would other people have been quick to step in and be like, hey, let me take him under my wing or, hey, let me try to help you out here, da, 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 had he not came in as brash? Maybe. But at the same time, had he not come in as brash, would we have liked him as much as we did? It's kind of like a it's a double-edged sword in this situation. True. Uh, very true, because uh, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of us gravitated towards him, because uh me personally like i said the uh first ever song i heard by charles was a millie that that but not off the tape i just heard the freestyle Mm -hmm. and then um some other songs i heard by him like i've told you before uh uh, i think i went on his myspace at the time and then uh this guy was on his myspace talking about um the vmas blow dick this year everybody sucks i'm like who is this guy at first i went from liking him to not liking him then i heard free download which is you know my favorite song by him i'm like you know what i get it you know, he, he really cares about the music. That's why it's not it's not that he wants to be disrespectful. I mean, sometimes he's disrespectful on purpose, but it's more right. like it's because he cares so much. That's why it's because it's he wants people to do better. That's why he, he he's putting all this work and effort. And then when you see someone else that's not doing as much and they're getting maybe more success, it's kind of just like, what's the point sometimes? But, you know, as Charles, you know, he never gave up. He never he's still going at the, at this right now. So, uh, yeah, double edged sword. and. Uh, I respect it regardless. It's like, hey, you, at, at hindsight 2020, 
of course you could always talk about oh i want to do this that no you don't know that like you you right. gotta go with what your what your gut and then after that you make the decision after that so right. I, I get it i get it cars lay what they lay man um i did want to bring up because eventually this was something we were going to bring up anyway just because like with the way that the world works as we get older things change da, 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 da. um uh-oh this is one of the first times where I noticed that he uses certain language that is taboo now these days. Um, mm-hmm. So he uses, you know, he uses the F word in this one, the not the cuss one, the slur one. Um, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, and then he has a couple. You know, there are some lines that he's said that you know, again in today's climate, somebody might look twice towards or whatever. Um, how do we? How do you? How do you read those today when you're rapping? Obviously, when I rap it, I I censor it, right? I just don't I don't say it, obviously. Um right. I, I do <laughs> I do what white people <laughs> should be doing in their cars. <laughs> when they're listening to rap. Like I do I do what what they're supposed to do. Now, whether they do it or not, that's another story for another day. Um yeah. but <laughs> uh, I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. That, that's the funny part. I knew you were going there. But it, but it's one of those things where it's like, damn, dog. Like, and that's what I'm that's what I mean when it's it's difficult when you're trying to say, hey, you should listen to this tape, you should listen to this song, you should listen to this by Charles, right? You almost have to go back and be like, let me listen to the song real quick and just listen to it real quick. Like super open ears, like super like critical and like very close eye, because it's like, ah, 2023 and like certain things you can't say or you shouldn't say or whatever obviously you shouldn't have said it back then but like different time different era people were being you know it was unfortunately more acceptable to say these certain things or whatever so how do you view that yeah. in today's climate all right so uh first off uh i'm on the same uh same level as you um, when these songs come on and I know them, regardless if it's Charles or anybody, uh, I won't say those words. Uh, like you said, when it, when it comes to like white people and then like when the N word comes up, they shouldn't say it. I'm the same way. Like a uh, perfect example, every once in a blue moon, uh, if I've heard like if I've been at the bar and they play a Millie, um, you know, Lil Wayne has that uh, um, line about Dennis Rodman on some yeah. call me Dennis Rodman. That's yeah. literally what I do. I say on some. Call me Dennis Rod. Yeah, that, yeah. That's literally what I do. Um, and as me, my first like favorite rapper was Eminem. So you know, as being an Eminem oh, fan, God. Eminem especially, yeah, Eminem. Same thing with Eminem. And there's times where like I go back and listen to some of his first couple albums. I'm like, ah oh, man, he said this a lot, like a lot, yeah. a lot, like a lot. Like, um, a lot. but you know, I, I <laughs> yes, uh, I, I censor myself when it comes to those uh, type of songs. Um. And how I am, because like you said, it was a different time period. Um, it's it's sometimes hard to navigate because some people will always say, oh, well, he wrote it in the song. It's in the song. So you could say it. And I'm like, I personally just don't feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. Um, for me, quick story. Um, and this is not to be like that. Oh, I'm not racist. I have a color TV. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. Um, it's not not to do that argument. But it's one of those things where uh, I have family members that you know are part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I've I've I have friends that are part of that community too. It's one of those things where uh, even um, even saying it in a song, and you're like, oh, you know, I don't mean it like that. And they could be like, oh, that's cool. I, I know you don't. Mm-hmm. But me, I'm like, nah, because if they, if someone I knew that you know said the n word, and they went to, uh, you know, I don't. I'd be like, I'd, I'd rather you just not say it. Yeah. So, you know, for, for me, it was like probably like 10 plus years ago, I decided like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to say that. And especially uh, for people our age growing up, it used to be that thing where you'd be in school, right? Oh, uh, y'all got homework today. Oh, y'all got, oh, we got homework. Oh, that's, that's in, right, in, yeah. in certain slur here, you know. Um, oh, that's some, you know, it's like, man, this is, this is wild that we used to say that type of stuff, whatever. So it's like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm not rocking with it. I'm not saying it. Of course, this is 2008 when those type of songs were made or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just one of those things where I don't say it. I won't say it. um, And I just keep it at that. If other people want to say it, that's one of them. Uh, I try to stay away from people that 
actively use those words and they want to say, oh, it's my freedom of speech. I'm like, yeah, it's your freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean there's a freedom of consequences. So, you know, I just tell people, be wary and be careful of the language you use, especially in this day and age. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Those people always look the same too, by the way. They're very much so. Yeah, they, they very much look the same. Uh, I want to just <laughs> circle back really quick because we were talking about how, like, you know, Charles was going at a bunch of different people. Uh, here's another lyric uh, that I think just really kind of resonates to that. Uh, on Presidential Pondering, he says, I don't rap, I just blog on beats. And I feel like that's just how, he, that is his rap style. Because, like, if you were ever around during the time when Charles had, like, three, four, I mean, he still actually does have three, four blogs up. But, like, the original three, four blogs that he had up during this during this time period, even now, like, you'll read, you'll read it and you'll be like, He's saying something, but I don't always know what he's saying. And that's kind of how he raps sometimes. Like, he's rapping, and it sounds great, but you don't necessarily know what he's talking about. He just It's like he just, he has to release whatever's up here onto a song, and whatever comes of it just comes of it, and that's what you get. So I, that, yep. that's a perfect, I think that's a perfect way to kind of sum up, like, his style, honestly. Totally. And the thing that also helps is, uh, especially with the with the blogging, um, he doesn't blog as much. Uh, I know before it was like every day, every day. And like you said, on multiple blogs, like he had his main blog and then he had his other two or three blogs. But it's like every day he posted something, sometimes two, three, three posts a day. Mm. But it's definitely one of those things where like the thing that always helped because now he's so accessible where it's like, hey, uh, I have a question. What did you mean on this beat? What do you mean by these lyrics? He might make a blog post about it. Or if not, he'll just answer you like, oh, this is what I was talking about. Uh, this yeah. is a situation that I was going through at the time, or this is, you know, what I was mentioning. And it was very rare for Charles to be like, oh, I can't talk about that, especially then. Like, he was very, you know, open and honest about everything. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it, it's, it's too, uh, sometimes it's detriment because it's like sometimes when you're too open and honest or you're too open with your your fans mm -hmm. it you know then then everyone thinks they have access to you 24 7 it's like you know sometimes you got to tell people hey just uh shut up and listen to the music just you know listen to it a couple times don't just ask you on the first listen listen to it a couple times let it resonate with you yeah that's a fact yeah i just you know I, that's a good point that a lot of one of charles's biggest charms like early on in you know, it kind of wavered as like things happened in his career or whatever in his life um, was that he was so connected to his fans. Like you could go on his blog, you can chat with him, you go, you know, on some of his lives and chat with him. And he was always, he's just so engaging with it. He was so engaging. And I felt like as a fan, it was great. Right. But I, I just wonder what it did for him in his own personal space, especially with some of the things that people would say and, and some of the things that, people would have to say about certain situations about certain whatever um it would have been good for him to maybe kind of like take a step back i wish he had taken a step back a couple of times like earlier you know what i mean earlier before things got like really like really neck in the woods type of stuff and i feel like that would have been good right. but yeah, I agree, because um, obviously nowadays he's uh, a lot better with that but mm -hmm. you know like we talked about earlier hindsight's 2020 yep. um I think with all of us, it, it deals with mental health because uh, I remember back in the day when you were going through something and you were upset, people used to say on Twitter, yo, uh, tweet it out, tweet about it, da, 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 whatever, you know, just, and now that I'm older, I'm like, this is horrible advice. This is garbage. No, don't, don't get offline. Like, it's, 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 there's a such thing as being watching too much TV, being online too much, go outside, yo, go outside and like, just, you don't have to delete your account. Just like, just log off for a little bit, you know what I mean? And then come back to it. It's, it's, it's definitely one of those things where, um, you know, when Charles had his moments of, you know, maybe lashing out at certain people, the wrong people. And it's like, that was one of the things about it. You spend too much time online uh, and giving too much access to people, then yeah. they think that they know you. Like some people were treating Charles like they grew up with him, and none of us grew up with him. We right. grew up listening to him and grew with him, but we didn't. We didn't grow up in uh in in Harlem with him. We weren't. We didn't go to school with him. Some people did, but most of us fans, no, we did not. So it's it's definitely, um, it, it would have been nice if he could have, you know, you know, just uh took a step back sooner. But at the same time, it's one of those things where you think, oh, I can handle this. I'm fine. And then later on, you realize, OK, maybe I wasn't like we we, we never know until it's too late. That's a fact. Uh, you want to talk about the skits on on the tape? Uh, 
Yes, uh, I would love to talk about the skits because uh, there's so many and not in a bad way. I feel like they were sprinkled in pretty well because um, this A&R who is uh, unnamed. Oh, shout out to uh, Amazon because they're pulling up to my house. Anyway, we talked about that earlier. Sorry. But um, uh, with the A&R skits, uh, the A&R is unnamed. Uh, but with, with a couple songs, after a couple songs, the A&R is just like doing his job to say, hey, Charles, uh, I'm calling you to let you know this is what's going on. Um, you should, uh, you know, try this beat out or, hey, you should like Lupe or maybe you should tweak this a little bit about yourself, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or uh, near the end when he's like, hey, um, I'm just letting you know I'm not old. You know, it's not that I don't get it. You know, I get it. I've been yeah. in the business before and it's so much and it's so funny because um it, it's the guy's just trying to do his job charles he's gonna butt heads with him because he's like hey man i'm young i'm wild i'm supposed to do what i want mm -hmm. um one of the questions i have is um because it's, it's a how important is it to listen to the label the a and r's and whatnot that you know are trying to keep you in the position versus listening to yourself which got you in the position you know what i mean like uh if charles, like you said if charles wasn't who he was we probably wouldn't have heard of him he wouldn't have you know he might not have made it as far as he did at this point versus oh listen to label hey play it safe don't call this person out don't say this don't say that you know um i, I love the skits by the way but yeah how important do you think that is you know with uh you know with the a and r trying to direct charles in the in the right direction you know versus charles trying to make sure he's finding his own way organically um yeah, I feel like again, like with anything in life, balance is the key. Um, especially if somebody is like who's like an artist or creative, I understand wanting to have kind of control of what you want to control. Like if you have a vision for something, you would like your vision to to come out and be fulfilled, right? Um, right. I think I think the AI, I think the AR's goal is always ultimately well, two things. The AR's ultimate goal is to make money. The second thing that the AR is trying to do is he I think a AR a good AR definitely wants to see your vision come to fruition, right? Now, the problem is you and your AR probably have two different ways of getting there. The AR is probably like let's try to do as least amount of problematic things as possible. So maybe not talk about other rappers that are also on our label. And maybe not, you know, maybe not, uh, uh, you know, just certain things that could get in your way. Like, but then there's the creative parts that was like, oh, maybe you should wear red. Well, no, I like pink. That's my thing. I'm not going to change that. That's silly. Um, you know, you need a, you need to like Lupe. I mean, not necessarily. I don't, I don't need to like him. I cannot talk about him. That's fine. I think that's 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 a compromise in this situation. I just think I think with suggestion came combativeness when it came to like Charles or whatever. I think explanations needed. I feel like a lot of the time they were just telling him you should do this, but not explaining the why behind it. And if you Charles not getting right. the why behind it, I think it's just like, hey yo, dog, you trying to like change up my whole thing. Like this is this is supposed to be about the music, yada yada yada. So now I'm gonna do all of those things opposite. Uh, I, I like that uh, explanation, and that makes sense because I do know at one point, um, we we know like when a lot of us met Charles, he had the wild hair and whatnot, and then he cut his hair, and we find out uh, labels like, oh, you, you should cut your hair, you should cut your hair, and it's one of those things where, that's one of those things where like, if you're growing your hair for a spiritual thing or whatever the case is, if people are just saying, yeah, just cut your hair, it's like, for what? Like, well, yeah. And sometimes it's like, hey, it's to be more marketable, a uh, clean, fresh look. And then it's just like, but if you're not explaining that, you know, it's 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 it's, it's iffy. Um, one thing that is crazy is because um, I forget what song it is, but the A and R has a skit where uh, he says, hey, um, just telling him, telling him, you know, focus on the music and also just try not to, you know, call anybody else out because he's like, hey, we want to just try the get the buzz up with the music first. Yeah. And uh, he said because he says. The one thing, you know, uh, any other way we can get your buzz up would be maybe if you dated a celebrity or, and I quote, he said, uh, if you if you end up getting into a fight. Yeah. And I don't think we want to try to do either of those. And it's kind of wild because um, little did this guy know and little did Charles know the whole Brianna, Brianna situation happened. So it's like, and that's 
it's crazy because like it was like foreshadowing. He's like, we don't really want something like that. And then something like that did end up happening. Even though Charles said, Oh, put the tape out, just put it out. I said to put the tape out. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's it's crazy because like you said, uh if if you don't explain yourself well enough, if you just say, Oh, we know best, just you know, just listen to us. Yeah. Um, that doesn't help out anybody, you know, just like kind of kind of steer me in the right way and like kind of explain to me why I should go about it this way or, or that way, you know. At the end of the day, Charles is going to make his own decisions, but at least if you if you at least gave it the uh the good old college try and explain mm-hmm. in a proper way, yeah. At least you could say, hey, we tried, you know, we tried to explain it to him properly. He just wasn't listening. He didn't care. All right, well, it is what it is. So, yeah, especially when she, with like you said previously, like you came to me for a reason. You saw something that I had that you liked. So why are you now trying to change things about me? So, like, that kind of needs an explanation. I feel like they didn't want to change too much about him. I'm sure that red conversation actually did happen. Like, I feel like yeah. I feel like a lot of these, uh, some of the things that were said on the tape, I feel like were actually done. And I feel like it's supposed to be kind of like a, supposed to kind of represent Jimmy Iovine, kind of, I feel like. I feel like this was supposed yeah. to represent. Um, and I feel like they, I feel like a lot of these were suggestions. However, Again, I don't think it was explained the best way. I felt like it was like, we know what's best for you, do this, versus, hey, let's look at it, look at it this way. Let me explain to you why you should try this, why you should do this. You'd make the decision off of that. And that's how I think we got into the situation where it's like, you want to make buzz and you want to make music, do it that way. I, I really can't add any, any, any more to that. But yeah, I, I agree with that. I like that. I like how, I know the way you put that in there. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, in 2023, how was your outlook of Death of the Mixtape Rapper? And what do you got for a rating? All right. So, now how I look at it, kind of like I said before, I felt like Charles, back then when I first heard it, it was like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of all of these rappers and all this trash and all this garbage. And, you know, I'm bringing the new era. Um now that I've listened to it a couple times, especially recently, within this past weekend and whatnot, and yesterday, today, um, I feel like uh, there's more of a story. Maybe, maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but I feel like there's more of a story where, you know, he starts off, you know, just he's calling people out. He's saying he's saying this and that, um, you know, and then like, was it just a musician? He's just talking about, hey, I'm just a musician, just letting you know. Mm-hmm. And then. The further you go down, you start seeing him getting more beef and more beef and more issues and more problems. And then uh, the, uh, in the song Down, I remember in the in the course of the hook, he says, nah, Jimmy, you ain't waste your money. So it's yeah. kind of like one of those things where um, you get to Butcher Man and Music Suicide where he's talking about, oh, man, like now I said this and people are responding now. Now they yeah. want to like, now they want to hurt me over this. And he's like, man, like, am I really, am I really doing this? And it's crazy because like, if this is your third, tape you know that the public is hearing you in and you're already i don't want to say call it quits but it's like oh man like may, maybe i did make the wrong decision and then later on it's kind of just like he kind of accepts it and i think it's overall like now with this tape it's like hey um kind of maybe like a martyr type of thing where it's like hey um maybe my career might have to die for me trying to kill the mixtape rapper and then in this industry and how it's supposed to go but um I like 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 I said earlier, he feels like this mixtape wave is not the way it's supposed to go. Kind of like how uh, you know Jay Z said, "Death of the uh, Auto Tune." It's kind of yeah. one of those one of those things where it's like, um, this this is not working, and you know I'm going to stand on how I feel because at the end of the tape, he just says, "Yeah, I'm sick of the game and all that." On uh, love what you do, do what you love, but mm-hmm. he doesn't falter or you know change his real decision. Like he he kind of gets a little iffy, but it's like for the most part he's like I'm 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 standing on my own too, and I said what I said, I meant what I meant, and uh, this is how I really feel about the uh, music at this point. And if I have to, my career has to die with it, I'm fine with it. Uh, but if it kind of makes it a better uh, place for other artists in the future, then maybe that's what it is. Um, so I felt like there's there ended up being more of a bigger story. Listen to it now because some of the stuff that he said back then is kind of true now. Like, even though, like, uh, mixtapes are, are pretty much passe now, it's just LPs, 
EPs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But there's still some of the stuff that's still going on that, you know, he was trying to stop and avoid. Mm-hmm. And um, even though some of the stuff is still going on in a different route, in a different area, um, I still think that he kind of helped usher in what he wanted, which was uh, artists being themselves, being true. Um, Cause like you said earlier, what Uzi and some of these other artists painting their fingernails, doing the rock stars type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it helped usher in, Oh, you don't have to be tough anymore. You don't have to be a 50 cent type of guy yeah. who got shot nine times. Um, you could be more of a Kanye where it's like, Hey, I'm just talking about how I feel. I'm spilling my emotions out or like a Drake type of guy. Hey, I want to talk about what I'm really living uh, early Drake. Cause you know, now Drake, now he, he's kind of a gangster now. Like, I don't, yeah, this is that's the, neither here or there. Drake. This is gangster Drake. Yeah, it's a, it, that's neither here or there. But I feel like there's, um, there, there, there ended up being more of a story with Charles just wanting to be like, hey, this is, um, what I want to bring to the game. And also, uh, this is what I want to help change. Um, and even if I don't change it personally, maybe I can inspire, uh, the next generation to, to help change it. And we see it now, me and you at least see it now, because a lot of people are like, oh man, this, this is like this and that. And then it's like, hey, this kind of goes back to Charles, you know. If you if you see the the trees and the and the branches, a lot yeah. of the stuff goes back to Charles. So uh, that that's that's it. So this hear, hearing this over and over again, it kind of made me reappreciate this uh this project. Okay. So, uh, I said that to say this. Uh, my rating of the tape. Um, there is a caveat. So, uh, I do think that uh, people should listen to this tape. Okay. The caveat is. If you are a brand new Charles fan, like you've never heard Charles at all, I still think you need to listen to it because to hear how he used to rap before and how he is now, you get like a you you get a, a sense of like you know what he's been through. Um, also, for not newer fans, but like uh, fans that have only heard his new stuff, like his and I say when I say new, I'm being very uh, 2014 to you know now. I say like his newer stuff, even though that's almost like 10 years. But anyway, um, anything before the first deal, you know what I mean? Anything within that first deal, Interscope deal. If you if you if you if you came over here when he was on Republic and whatnot, Mm -hmm. that's I say that's more of the newer stuff. But anyway, uh, if you're one of those type of fans, definitely check it out because um, uh, you get a sense of who who he was. And, you know, maybe you can kind of like kind of correlate and pin the dots of who he is now because there's some of the stuff that people don't understand um but for anyone else if you are a og fan like me and stick um i wouldn't say rush out to listen to this tape if somehow you never heard it like if you've heard a bunch of the og tapes and you never heard this one i wouldn't say rush out to it um if you want to check it out do it at your leisure but um I, I really just recommend this more for like newer fans and people that just never heard anything anything from from the past. Just I would say check it out. Um, I wouldn't say oh it's a it's a top five tape. Um, I'd say it's a good tape. It's definitely a tape that you need to listen to for uh, just to just get a sense of who Charles was at the time. And maybe if you want to put some nostalgia glasses on, then say okay, this is what you guys used to talk about. Yeah, but uh, other than that. Uh, Check check it out, but don't don't rush to, to listen to it. Just there, there's other tapes that he's done better at, and I would I would like to advise those tapes first before I even told you to listen to this one. So that's that's how I feel about it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I like the I like the story element you just put through it because now I think about it, I'm thinking supersonic freestyle, supersonic's first freestyle. He kind of yeah, he's very dang. I didn't think I, maybe this you know maybe this music thing isn't what I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be fun, but everybody's telling me what to do i'm getting beats and stuff like that and you know in that in that in that second verse i think he says you know jimmy go ahead go ahead and keep the deal at least when i was you know at least when i was homeless i know i was you know i was good you know what i'm saying so like i feel like that's yeah it is kind of like this full circle moment it's like i'm just gonna refocus on the music that part i can control i'm just gonna focus on that so yeah i I do like that um it's an interesting take for me man because Again, it's the first of the hamburgerization process. Again, I didn't like hop on it right away when it first came out. Um, but I was one of the things why I was able to go back or whatever. And um what an interesting way to start it. Uh yeah, I I it's not a bad tape. I I, I like I like what you say. It's one of the ones where like I wouldn't necessarily rush to go s- listen right away. 
Like, go through some other tapes if you want to first, unless you're really dedicated to doing this in a chronological type of order. Um, right. But I would say, yeah, go listen to it if you want to, you know, kind of get a sense of how things began, how things started or whatever. Um, I kind of liken it to Shadow the Hedgehog in this situation. Funny that he's on the cover. Shadow the Hedgehog was a is a game that's very controversial and people either are really fond of it or they have different memories of it, right? And yeah. I feel like it's one of those games, especially if you're like a Sonic fan, you go back and you're like, let's go see what this game was really about. Let me just play it for myself. I've heard stories about the game, but let me go let me go play it for myself to see what it was actually like. And I feel like this tape is very similar. It's very Shadow the Hedgehog tape where it's like, you got to kind of have to go listen to it yourself to kind of get an idea of what, you, what you're going to, how you feel about it. Um, like I say, the great songs are really great. And then there are other good songs on there that I think you that you'll end up liking. 15 songs, I would definitely say there's a solid, like very strong six or seven that are really good. And I feel like could end up on any Charles Hamilton playlist. So yeah, I would right. say this is Shout the Hedgehog for me. Go listen to it to experience it for yourself and then you make your decision based off of that. Okay. Uh I, I like the um the tie-in that, that happened and it's funny because like I said, uh Charles always calls himself Sonic the Hedgehog, but Shadow's on this tape, you know. But um definitely I agree with that because um now I've never played uh Shadow the Hedgehog, but I've seen videos and uh reviews and people saying, hey, it's been 20 something years later. How do I feel about it now? Mm -hmm. And um like I said, it's it's definitely a, a tape that I think most people have to check out for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um and and like I said, just you guys aren't always gonna agree with us, you know, because someone someone's probably listening to this now, like, man, this tape is one of the greatest ones from the hematization yeah. yeah. process. What are you talking about? So, you know, but de definitely like I said, you guys check it out for yourselves and, and you know, let let us know. Let us know what you think personally. Are we right? Were we wrong? You know? Yeah. Yeah, but that's the cool thing about Charles music though, is that one person's um Shadow Hedgehog is another person supersonic. You know what I mean? So that's the cool thing about his music. Everybody has different opinions on what they like. And that's, you know, Charles has that in spades. Um, but be sure to follow us on our individual pages so we can talk more about Charles Hampson, more about Death of the Mixtape Rapper. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at stickaround54. That's S-T-I-K around 54. Mike, where are you at? Uh, on Instagram, uh, Mike, oh, sorry, the Mike Jackson on Twitter, because I'm not going to X, <laughs> uh, Mike D. Jackson, Mike D. E. E. Jackson. Yeah, man. So just make sure to follow us, share the podcast with fellow Star Chasers. Um, let us know. Join the conversation, man. Tell us your favorite songs from the tape. Tell us what you would like to hear Charles rap over. Um, Tag us in your favorite lyrics from the tape. Tag us your favorite. Tag us in anything you want us to know about Charles Hampton, man. Let us know what tapes you want us to listen to next. Um, and you know what? I was on the internet day and I was like, oh, they still got like Charles Hampton Reddits. Open a Reddit up, man. Red, we'll we'll hop into Reddit, answer some questions every now and again if you if you you know send it to us. Um, but yeah, we want like I said, we want to talk everything Charles Hampton. Um, his birthday is coming up very soon, so we should probably do something for that. November 10th. That's uh, yeah. the third. Definitely do something for that. Um, but yeah, man. This is this is another episode of Star Chaser Central. We are log enough where we always encourage you to chase your dreams. And reach for the stars. Mm -hmm.